0: A fake Christianity in America, the silver lining of the pandemic, homeschooling, precursors to the Great Tribulation and the coming war in heaven. Well, we will analyze these events from a prophetic perspective on this edition of End of the Age.
1: You're listening to an End of the Age Encore presentation. Well,
0: good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. And wow, did we have a great conference in Houston this weekend. Man, we had a big crowd. It was great. Thank you all. Everybody around North Houston and from Austin and from all over San Padre Island Everybody was there and it was a great time. So thank you for showing up. And we've got more conferences coming up and we'll be advertising them uh, over the next several weeks. But to set the stage for my program today, I want to just go through some scripture. Because it seems like that in... The, in the media, in a lot of different social networking sites, and all these different things that are going on, people like to give their opinion, but a lot of it's not based on Scripture. And folks, let's, let's just, you know, be blunt here. Our salvation, the way we live our lives as Christians, where we spend eternity, everything has got to be based on the Word of God. You cannot move off of the Bible. So it's not my opinion or what makes me feel good that's going to get me to heaven. It's what does the Bible say and how did I obey and align my life up to that, right? And so let me just give you a a few examples here. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23. It says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven, many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have we not cast out devils? And in thy name did we not do many mighty, wonderful works? And then the Bible says that the Lord will profess unto them, I never even knew you depart from me ye that work iniquity. Now folks that's the last place that's the last situation you want to find yourself in is having a form of Christianity but denying the power thereof having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. What a travesty. Having gone to church most of your life but not made it. The Bible says that there will be people like that. So you've got to know your Bible. You've got to know what the Bible teaches and then align your life up to that. It's of utmost importance. It's of eternal consequence. 2 Timothy 4 verse 1 through 4 says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his, his appearing and his kingdom preach the word be ready in season and out of season convince rebuke exhort and with all long suffering and teaching a man of god will do these things and he should have the freedom to do them in a pulpit right for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but according to their own desires but because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside unto fables. So if a man of God stands in a pulpit and let's say teaches on sin, there's a lot of churches that don't want to hear that today. And that's that's a great travesty because the... We need men of God that will stand in the pulpit and say, here's how you make it to heaven. Scripture, 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 Scripture. And it's the Bible's not do's and don'ts. The Bible's all about protecting you from an enemy that would try to get into your mind and to try to get into your life and to destroy your life. So the Bible says, hey, if you live like this, you can... And and you can resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So the Bible's not a big do's and don'ts type situation. The Bible's all about protecting you and getting you to heaven. It's a road map to heaven. But it, the Bible will say, "But don't go down this road because you're going to be um, you're going to go right into an enemy trap." And don't go down this road. So it's going to keep you on the straight and narrow if you will obey it and align your life up to the principles that are given therein. But there are people today that would love to pull you off of the straight and narrow. And that's what I'm talking about. Matthew 24, 3 through 5. It says, now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples coming him privately and said, Lord, tell us what's going to be, when will these things be? And what's going to be the sign of your coming and of the end of this age? This is the Olivet Discourse. And Jesus said unto them the first words out of his mouth. He's talking to us now. Take heed that no man deceives you, for many will come in my name saying, hey, I am Christ. They'll be coming saying, hey, I'm a Christian. But Jesus said they would be deceiving many. You've got to be careful. And you, as the individual, needs to make sure that you know your Bible going off into the end time. It's of utmost importance. It's Like I said, it's our roadmap to heaven. And so, yes, we need to sit under a a man of God, the shepherd of the church, that the Bible says, I will choose you uh, pastors that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. However, you need to make sure that you know, that you know, that you know the Bible for yourself. Because you don't want to be led astray. And so, very important, right? I mean, Acts 20. Verse 29 through 30. For I know this, that after my departure, the apostle Paul was saying, fixing to go off the scene, after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, among, not sparing the flock. They'll come in among the church. Also among yourselves, men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Man, are we seeing that happen in 2021, right? Right. So if you had a a working knowledge of the word of God, you could say, no, the Bible says this, you're teaching that I can't align myself to that. Here's what the Bible says. And this is going to be very important because why the Bible says there will be people that stand before God someday and say, but hey, didn't we, didn't we go to church? Didn't we do all these different things? And he's going to say, depart from me because I don't even know who you are. You do not want to find yourself in that situation. And I tell you what, I'll give you a little, bit, a few more scriptures and then I'll get into the meat of my uh, program today and explain to you why I brought this up.
2: Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. understanding the end time end time magazine and so much more we will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct go to watch.endtime.com right now or search into the H plus in the app store or google play
3: we've seen bible prophecy fulfilled like never before Go online now. Visit endtime.com.
1: You're listening to an End of the Age Encore presentation.
0: You know, everybody, it's kind of a sobering message, but we need to hear it because the Bible is a sobering book. The Bible's all about getting you to heaven it's about a, a really a, a wonderful spirit-led life without fear that's a you can walk by faith and it, it will show you how to to make it in the end i mean the first coming of jesus christ was all about preparing us and getting us ready for his second coming think about it And yet there are people on the earth today that would like to get you off of that straight and narrow path. 1 Timothy 4.16, the Bible says, Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing so, you will save yourself and those that hear you. There is a huge move in our society, in some churches, to... Kind of just sweep the doctrine that have held the church for this long. Since they were originally taught. To sweep some of those doctrines under the rug. Because some people might be a little offended by some of them. But yet the Bible says, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Hold on to those doctrines and teach them. Because in doing so, you'll save yourself and them that hear you. So folks, we can't even sweep one scripture under the rug, one doctrine under the rug. We've got to ad- align and adhere to all of the scriptures and align our life up to that. 2 Timothy 3, 13 through 17. But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing that, from whom you have learned them and that from the from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Jesus Christ all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction In righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good. I mean, honestly, the Bible says, for correction, if I'm getting off a little bit, if I'm starting to veer off of the straight and narrow, wouldn't you want a man of God to stand in a pulpit and say, thus saith the Lord, and get you back onto the pathway, right? Because I want to make it. And um, uh, any man of God that I'm talking to, if you consider yourself a preacher or in the ministry, be sure that when you stand in a pulpit, that you're an anointed man of God and that you preach and teach what God has told you to preach without fear or without favor. Because I want to keep people on that straight and narrow road so that they can have an opportunity to make it to heaven. That's the goal. And when I get to heaven, I want to see a big group of people that I was influential, that end time ministries was influential in getting them there. And I want to shake their hand and I want to hug their neck and say, guess what? We made it. That's the goal of all of this, everybody. And we're walking through this together. And so I get response from all over the world. And people saying, thank you guys for telling the truth in these end times when there's people that are veering off of that, right? There's societal pressures, big time, censorship, all this other stuff to move us off of these biblical doctrines that, were, that we should just esteem so highly. It's the word of God. And so in order to make it to heaven, we've got to hold to those things and never let go. Now, why do I bring this up? The Washington Times just published an article. The title of the article is this, America's New Religion, Fake Christianity. And the subtitle was, Stop Calling Yourself a Christian If You Don't Believe in Christ. And I'm quoting some excerpts from the article earlier this month. The Western Journal reported that the American church has fallen. Now, not everybody in America, because I know a church that hasn't. But it's saying that people that would consider themselves a Christian, that they have fallen or slacked. And there was a shocking poll that showed that fake Christianity has supplanted the biblical worldview. Now, again, not every church. Because I I personally know churches all over the United States that have not fallen. They're strong, they're vibrant churches, and the pastors are teaching the word of God without fear or favor. But there are some that have veered away. I know them. And an excerpt from the article says that writing for the journal, Rachel Bratton said this, that American Christianity has fallen in her viewpoint. Again, not all have, but some have. She says, thanks to cultural corrosion and a lack of biblical literacy... I would totally agree with that. A new fake Christianity is being preached within the some American churches. This counterfeit religion is moralistic, therapeutic deism. She said, a worldview that has quickly gained prominence and given many Americans a theology that looks nothing like historical Christianity despite what they claim. She says, Christianity in this nation is rotting from the inside out. Now, she's putting it everybody in the same basket. I know that there are a lot of churches that have not done this. But there are some that are moving in a, a, a different direction, let's say. And she said that the MTD is the um, essentially what I would call fake Christianity. Because it has some Christian elements in it. But it's not really biblical, it's not really Christian. And she goes on to say that it has elevated personal definitions of right and wrong above any objective standard of the truth like the Bible. Now, we see this happening everywhere. Where people have said, well, hey, if I believe it, it's right. And and then want you to accept it. Even if it's diametrically opposed to the word of God. And that's something that we cannot adhere to in the end time, folks. We have to make sure that even if everybody's going in another direction, we're going to hold to the Word of God, period. We're not going to move off of that. Because the Word of God is how you're going to get to heaven. And if you veer off of that and start teaching something different or start living a, a, an alternative lifestyle than is given in the Word of God... You're going to have some problems in the future when you, face, when you face the Lord. And here's the deal. Everybody on this planet will face the Lord someday. Somebody who says, I don't even believe in God. They're, they're still going to face the Lord someday. Everybody will face the Lord and give an account for how we lived our lives. The article goes on to say America's religion is no longer that of the apostles. Now, again, she's speaking in generalities. I know a church that lives exactly like the apostles tell us to live. And are adhering to those doctrines. And that's the kind of church I want to be a part of, don't you? But she says the faith, the the um, she says that it's no longer living by the faith of the apostles. The faith that was once... Uh, for all entrusted to the saints, right? Jude 3, Jude verse 3. She says, nor is our nation's guiding ethos that of our founding fathers who proclaimed. It cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians, not on religions, plural, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ, Patrick Henry, So the faith that motivates Americans today is not the singular faith proclaimed by John Wesley. You must be singular. Or the confident faith of St. Paul that Christ died for our sins, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. She says, no, the contemporary church's faith isn't even anchored on the bold exclusivity of Jesus himself. A lot of people will say, I believe in God, but they're afraid to say the name Jesus. And because Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man comes to the father, but by me. But there's a lot of people that are getting caught up in these, these interfaith movements that believe there are many ways to heaven. And that's something that you cannot get caught up in in the end time. She says America's new religion isn't anything this stable, this historical, this enduring, this deep, or this true. And I would agree with her on some churches. You see some churches that the Bible can teach it as a doctrine, and they'll just, whatever the peer pressure's coming in, they'll move to the left or move to the right, whatever the, the loudest voice in their ear. And because they're not just solid on the doctrine and they've got their foundation so deep that they could never be moved, societal pressures are able to move them to the left and right. And she's, the article says, in this new mindset, The only sin is getting in the way of someone's personal truth. Folks, myself, Dave Robbins, as a man of God, I do not have a personal truth. The Bible says there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. What truth is that? The truth of the Bible, the truth of the doctrines in the Bible, those principles that they taught us of how to live as Christians post the born-again experience, that's the truth. It's not Dave Robbins' truth. It was not Irvin Baxter's truth. He would tell you that. It's not End Time ministry's truth. It's the Bible's truth. That's what we're going to go by, and that's how we're going to make it throughout the end time. I'm going to align myself up to the Word of God, and that's how we're going to make it Through When the times get rough and the the societal pressures are pushing on this side and pushing on this side, we're going to say, nope, we're going by the word of God. We're not going to go the way of most of the interfaith churches and all those different things or any of the interfaith churches. We're not going that way. Because Jesus Christ obviously was in the minority, right? But he was right. He taught the truth. He's the one that died for us. He rose again on the third day. And so I'm serving Jesus Christ. When I pray, I pray in the name of Jesus. And so I'm, I'm studying the Bible. That's how we're going to be saved. The article goes on to say that that's why so many are siding with this, these neo-Marxist um, atheistic groups. Who, who listen to the loudest voice on either side, wherever it's coming from, and they sway in those directions. And then you, then they enter the woke, the screaming woke mob and th- or those who promote sin under the guise of loving people. Well, we don't want to say anything against this group because we just need to love them, right? We do need to love them, but if you love somebody and you know they're going to fall off a cliff, You would grab them and say, look, there's a cliff right there. Don't go down this direction because there's a cliff up ahead. We wouldn't just say, well, I love you and, you know, just go on down this road right here. Even though you knew it was a cliff. No, you would tell them, look, you're headed for a fall here because you love them. And so true love would warn somebody about what's coming down the pike, right? And so... The article goes on to say the Christian apologist, Frank Turek, he recently said that some people call themselves progressive Christians when they're neither progressive nor Christian because they disagree with Jesus on several significant issues. They disagree with Jesus on sex. They disagree with Jesus on the Bible. They disagree with Jesus on heaven or hell. So why would they call themselves a Christian? The author says it's a fake Christianity. And to paraphrase, she says, please stop calling yourself a Christian if you don't even believe in the Christian Bible, in Christianity. She says followers of Christ have forgotten that Jesus didn't come to tell people to be nice. Now he did tell, you got to understand the context here. He did tell people to be nice and love people and treat people right. But she was saying his message has always been a stumbling block to those who did not have a sincere heart. And this is especially hard for the 21st century, some Americans to accept. And you know, that's so true, everybody, that there are some people that would say, but it's my own personal truth. This is the way I feel. And so it's got to be right. And you need to accept it. But the only thing I'm going to accept is the Bible. If I have a concept that does not align up with the Word of God, then I've got to change my concept. I can't change the Word of God to align the Word of God with my concept. Now, that's not going to happen. I've got to say, you know what? The Word of God says it, and that's what I'm going to go with. And that's what I'm going to believe. I'm going to align my life, my belief system up with the Bible. And I can tell you, if you do that, your life will, it's going to, it's, it takes so much pressure off of you out of your life. Everything, the Bible says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and of a sound mind. And you want to get out of fear mode where you're walking in faith and living a wonderful life in the midst of
4: chaos, then align your life up to the Bible and that'll happen. Go to intime.com or call 1-800-INTIME. That's one 800 time
3: The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation: The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before.
1: You're listening to an End of the Age Encore presentation.
0: So you might be sitting there saying, wow, Dave, uh, you're pretty dogmatic about this stuff. Yes, I am. Very dogmatic um, because I don't want people that listen to end time ministries on our television radio program, in our magazine and things like that, that said, well, you know, in the end, Dave Robbins and Doug and Vince, they just told us, half the truth. Well, I would have done you no good had I did that. I want to tell you all the truth. So that way you have an opportunity to go to heaven. So we're going to talk about the Bible and we're going to stick with the Bible all the way until I hear that trumpet sound one day. And then my feet's going to end. My feet leave the ground. And I want to look over there and I see people that listen to us on the radio and TV, their feet leaving the ground because they were taught the truth. And I want you to know that about end time ministries that we are committed here on the end of the age program. We're committed to telling the absolute truth. In the end time, you've got to know and understand biblical truths. The Bible says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. John eight thirty two. People who, do, in the end time, people who do not know the truth are in bondage. And this is going to impede your ability to fulfill God's purpose in your life. The Bible says, John 5, 39, search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, but these are they that testify of me. And so you've got to know your Bible. The Bible is the only book, think about this, the Bible is the only book on the planet that can reveal how many gods there are, that can share the story of that one God's redemptive plan for the human race, that the Bible is the only book that can show you how to be saved, that can teach you how to live as a Christian once you are saved, preparing you for eternity. Most of the New Testament. Is devoted to showing people how to live as Christians once they've been saved. Right? Romans through Jude. That's what it's devoted to. And then also the Bible is the only book that can give you the knowledge and confidence to teach and lead others to Christ. It's the only book that can tell you which church is a true or a false church. There are false churches in the earth today. And it's the only book that can really provide prophecies. Written thousands of years ago. Which are coming to pass right now. But there's so much biblical illiteracy out there. That there are people that just don't. They, cannot, they, could, they couldn't recite. And this is a travesty. They could not recite even a basic Bible story. My daughter years ago taught, uh, went to a, was going to a high school or had a group of high school girls that she was teaching a Bible study to, or I should say she did end up teaching it. But when the, the first time she got there, she talked to the girls and was asking them, trying to figure out who her audience was and how much they knew and things like that. And she found out that they could not tell her. Now some of them knew about Noah and David and you know, but they, she couldn't tell them, they couldn't tell her the in-depth story of what happened with David and Goliath. David being anointed as king and, uh, and going and killing the giant and then becoming king of Israel and that she couldn't tell them these basic stories. Noah and the, and the ark. What happened with Abraham? and some of the different patriarchs and then some of the New Testament stories, they had no clue and they were in high school. Zero. So there is, and what a travesty it is, there is a lot of biblical illiteracy in our world today. But in the end time, a working knowledge of the Bible is of utmost importance. Why? Well, it's biblical illiteracy that would allow someone to believe Eventually, the false prophets deceptive messages and pledge allegiance to the Antichrist and the world governing system. The Bible says that everyone whose name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life will worship or pledge allegiance to the Antichrist. Now, it's speaking in a generality there, because we know that there are people, some people, that will not do that. But by and large, most people will follow after that. And the Bible says that the false prophet by reason of the miracles that he was able to perform will have deceived many and got them to follow after the Antichrist and the, and pledge allegiance to the end time world government so by reason of the miracles the Bible says he's going to be able to call fire down from heaven and many other miracles but they will not be godly miracles they will be satanically inspired, driven miracles. You say, well, how do I know the difference? You better know your Bible. Because why is he doing the miracles? If, if you're led by the Spirit of God, you can kind of sense, this is wrong. This is wrong. What this guy's doing is wrong. But if you don't know the Bible, if you don't have a sense of that, then you could. the Bible says there will be many, most people will be just be wooed by the, the, this miracles that this man was able to perform and they're going to follow right after him. But the Bible says that you should not do that. So you've got to have a working knowledge of the Bible. Uh, uh, and, and, I'll, and I'll tell you, a great way to increase your Bible knowledge is to enroll in the, our online Jerusalem Prophecy College. It's the best way. We've got way over 5,000 students in there right now. We have, it's, it's the best way that I know of to bring you up to speed quickly from, you know, even if you have a working knowledge of the Bible, but there's a lot of things you don't understand, things like that. It's the best way I, can, I know of to bring you up to speed quickly. Get in this course. The courses are really, they're inexpensive. It's like $59 per semester, and you just get in there and just start marching right through it. And you can get this working knowledge that can help you in the end time to be able to fend off the enemy when he comes in amongst you. You can tell your friends, family, your sphere of influence. A lot of people never want to teach a Bible study because they don't have a working knowledge of the Bible themselves. So they thought, well, there's no way I'm going to teach a Bible study because I don't have this working knowledge of it going on in my mind. Well, the Bible says, study to show thyself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we've all been given a commission. God has chosen you to be the ambassador to your friends, family, and your sphere of influence. I may never meet people that are on your job with you or your family or your neighbor. God's chosen you as the ambassador to reach those people. And so it's of utmost importance that you have a working knowledge of the Bible so you can say, look, I need to talk to you about something. Have you ever, you know, considered living for the Lord? Have you ever thought anything about church? Do you understand the Bible? Would you like a Bible study? Because that's our role here on the earth as ambassadors of Jesus Christ. But you, a lot of people shy away from that. I talk to them all, all the time. They shy away from teaching a Bible study because they, or even talking to somebody about the Lord, even though they go to church, Because they don't have a working knowledge of the Bible themselves. And so, I want to make sure, we, End Time Ministries, want to make sure, my father-in-law understood this years ago, that we need to, and this was really a God-inspired project. All of these things, where this whole place is, but it's God-inspired project that we would put something, we started it out as the Jerusalem, literally, physically, in our Jerusalem Prophecy College, where we have people attending several classes every week. And then we had so many people say, well, do I have to travel to Jerusalem to get in on that? The answer was yes. And so they were like, that's horrible. (laughs) And once we got to thinking about it, yeah, it was. So we had a lady who worked here with us. Uh, She was over our accounting at that point. Her and another guy helped us set up an online college. And it's called the Jerusalem Prophecy College. You can go to um, it's real easy. Go to www.jerusalemprophecycollege.com. So that's easy, right? Jerusalem Prophecy College. Register and then enroll in the first course. And and why wait? I mean, get started. Get started today. Go th- start going through that. I've, I've I've talked to so many people that have been through that information, change their life. Say, well, my life's in utter chaos don't know what's going on. I don't know why all these things always happen to me. You need to have a working knowledge of the word of God. God can smooth so much stuff out in your life. I don't care what we're going through in the future. God can pull you out of fear mode. The fear that you're experiencing about the end time, because we talk about the prophecies and thing a lot, is that doesn't come from God. God's, the, God created the end time and all these prophetic events to really set the stage for a great end time revival. Now, Satan would love to sow fear into your mind. To try to captivate you and put you in a jail cell. Because fear will paralyze you. Fear, if you can get in fear mode enough, you won't even want to get out of bed in the morning. You just think, I can't, I can't handle the world. I'll pull the covers up over my head and I'm going back to sleep. Because I don't even want to face the world. But that's not the way a Christian should be functioning. Christians should not be captivated by fear. You, the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 11 that during the time of the Antichrist, that they that do know their God shall be strong into exploits, and they that understand among the people shall instruct many. Our job in the end time is to be instructing people. Instruct, instruct, instruct. But you cannot do that if you don't have a working knowledge of the Bible. It's impossible. And so to go through something like the Jerusalem Prophecy College or to, um, you say, well, there's no way I could ever teach a Bible study. That's fine. Because we have DVDs that you can show people that will, Irvin Baxter can, I'm I'm starting to shoot DVDs now, but Irvin Baxter will teach this stuff to them about the prophecies, about salvation, about the post born again experience, how to live as a Christian until the rapture occurs. And so you, all you need to do is know how to put the DVD in the DVD player, or I can do one better than that even. Because a lot of people want their own DVD and I understand that. But you understand our end of the age platform that we have. And I hadn't even, I honestly, I hadn't even planned about talking about all, any of this stuff. But the, uh, I, I wanted to talk about the Jerusalem Prophecy College, but the end of the age platform we were talking to a pastor uh, that I did a conference for down in Houston this weekend. We showed him our end of the age platform where you can show all of our DVDs, magazine, archived radio television programs, our censored videos, everything, all access. And it's like 13 or $14 a month, all access into the age plus. And you can show a Bible study anywhere on at your lunch hour, uh, when you're you know anywhere that you would meet a coffee shop show somebody a bible study get on into the H+ bring up the DVD boom it's on all the languages everything's on there and so it's it's awesome you can go to endtime.com and get to into the H+ so you it, you need a working knowledge of the bible yourself but if you say wow I, I'd rather have you guys teach it that's fine that's what we're here for and Get Subscribe to End of the Age Plus. Go through those Bible studies with your family. Make sure they understand what's coming, how to prepare mentally and physically for the times just ahead, and then spiritually for eternity. And so we'll talk about that when we get back on the other side of the break. How would you prepare for some of these things? We'll get into it.
1: Most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. Every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013, Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. You're listening to an End of the Age Encore presentation.
0: You know, everyone, uh, I don't know if you've seen pictures online and things like that, but my father-in-law believed in Daniel 11, 32, and 33 so much that my mother-in-law and his daughters decided to put that on his tombstone. During the time of the Antichrist, they that understand among the people shall instruct many, or they that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. They that understand among the people shall instruct many. That was Irvin Baxter personified. And we put that on his tombstone. And uh, perhaps we can get maybe some pictures of it up here online at some point. But it's a beautiful tombstone, but it's got that scripture on it. Because he understood, this is my role in the end time, instructing others. And that's what you should be doing. And use our resources to instruct people. That's what this stuff is all designed for. And again, beyond you need to understand the Bible, but the Bible will lead you into the beginning of spiritual preparation for the eternity And that's obviously to be born again. Jesus told Nicodemus, a man cannot see or enter the kingdom of God without being born again. Uh, In John 3, the Bible says, Jesus answered in him. You know, Nicodemus, a religious ruler in Israel, had come to Jesus by night. Because he didn't want anybody else to see him coming to Jesus. And he was talking to Jesus. And the Bible says, Jesus looked at him and said, look. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Nicodemus, except a man's born again, he can't see the kingdom of God. It's not going to happen. And Nicodemus said back to him, well, how can a man be born again? Does he have to enter again into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus said, no. I'm saying unto you, Nicodemus, except a man is born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So it's pretty important to be born again, right? He said, that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. But marvel not that I say unto you, Nicodemus, you must be born again. So put yourself in Nicodemus's shoes. Because Jesus is saying to us today as well, except you're born again, you cannot enter or even see the kingdom of God. Now, Yes, we do know that there are apocalyptic events that are prophesied for the end time. I mean, that's just, I didn't make that up. That's scripture. But there are instances where one's life could be taken prior to that. However, we also know, or during some of those apocalyptic events, but we also know the Lord could call any one of us at home at any time. None of us are promised tomorrow. And I say that in our prophecy conferences, that's not to get you into fear mode. That's to get you thinking, you know what? I probably, there probably ought to be a little bit of a sense of urgency about me that I need to be thinking about how do I spiritually prepare for eternity? Because your eternity could start tomorrow, next week, next month. Nobody knows. And again, I'm not trying to get you into fear mode. I'm telling you the absolute truth of the Word of God. The Bible says this life is but a vapor. No man is promised tomorrow. And so, you know, why wait? Bible says, behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. That's 2 Corinthians six two. And I got, I'm going to go through a ton of information here, but... You know, for a conclusive explanation on the biblical plan of salvation, being born again, we've offered a free brochure, 1-800-363-8463. Ask for the brochure, what do you mean born again? Or go to end time. It's all the way down at the bottom of the homepage. And what, what, it's so important that every envelope that we lay on our on the chairs at our conferences, it has a what do you mean born again brochure in it. It's the most important thing that we teach here by far. Irvin Baxter wrote that brochure, what, close to 50 years ago now. So don't wait. Be born again today. The Bible's all about Jesus coming the first time so he can prepare you how to go to be with him at the second coming. So a working knowledge of the Bible. You need to understand that there is just one God. Deuteronomy six four. Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. There's only one God, folks. That's the cornerstone of all truth. There's only one God. You need to understand miracles. You need to understand holiness. You need to understand the Holy Spirit. Um, Even end time Bible prophecy. You need to understand about salvation, the gifts of the Spirit, repentance from dead works, faith toward God. The doctrine of baptisms, laying on of hands, resurrection from the dead, eternal judgment, and many other things. Um, think about it, creation. The, the Bible tells us, folks, There's. think about society right now. Talk about societal pressure. There's only two genders. There's a male and there's a female. Ask your kids if that's what they're getting taught in school. Number one, creation. Not evolution. The Bible talks. The Bible says we're all created. God created every single one of us. And the Bible says that he created male and he created female. And that one God defines a marriage as between one male and one female. In God's eyes, those are the marriages that he recognizes. The Bible says, whom God had joined together, let no man put asunder. A male and a female. And then the thesis of the entire Bible is your relationship with Almighty God, that one God, and your fellow man. It's very important to God that you have the right relationship with your fellow man. Forgiveness and kindness and charity or love. To your fellow man. And you, you need to understand giving. And you need to understand prayer and fasting and devotions. I mean, these are just simple biblical principles, folks. And doctrines and things that we need to know about. And if we would simply, think about this, in our society. If we would simply hold to the teachings of the Bible. we can, You can make it to heaven. And we would have a godly society. So it's very important, right? We need to get back to the Bible. And that leads me into probably the last thing I'll get to talk about today because I don't have much time left. But ABC News talked about that um, a, a silver lining of the pandemic. It was sparked by the pandemic fallout was that homeschooling is surging across the United States. That's a very good thing. Because there are a lot of Christian-based homeschool curriculum. And ABC said that although the pandemic has disrupted family life across the United States, since it took hold back in the spring of 2020, some parents are grateful for the consequence because they are now opting to homeschool their children even as these schools plan to resume in-person classes. And it's a very good thing. The, The specific reasons vary widely. ABC said that some families who who spoke with the Associated Press, they have children with special education needs and others seek a a faith-based curriculum, which is awesome. Or they say that their local school is flawed with, you know, indoctrination and things like that, which is very, very true. But the common denominator is they tried homeschooling on what they thought was a temporary basis and found that it was very beneficial to their children that their children were thriving in a homeschool situation because there was so much mess going on in a public school. And that's one of the silver linings of the pandemic. And, you know, um, there's a guy named uh, Danielle King Randolph from Vermont. She said, I don't think that we would have chosen homeschooling otherwise. Their, Their kids were all in public schools. But she said that her seven-year-old daughter, Zoe, has thrived in this flexible one-on-one instruction. And the surge has been confirmed by the U.S. Census Bureau, which reported back in March that the rate of households homeschooling, their children has risen to 11% from September of 2020, which has pretty much doubled from the 5.5, 5.4% just six months earlier. So one of my questions to you today in just the very short period of time I have left is who owns your children? Think about it. Adolf Hitler said, he alone who owns the youth gains the future. I mean, do you really own or control your children? I mean, with this ever encroaching fingers of government into our personal lives, it's really a question that we need to ask. I mean, most parents would answer with a resounding, hey, my kids are mine. But is that really true? Think about it. Take, I mean, for instance, the educational system here in America. There's only one entity besides your church that you trust with your children throughout the moldable years of their lives, right? How much influence do you have over their overall educational experience? Think about it. I mean, we're not talking about reading, writing, and arithmetic, but the, the value system that will dominate their thought process for the rest of their life in the multiple years from kindergarten through 12th grade, possibly right up through college, and where are they getting their education from? I mean, if you haven't thought about it, you should. I mean, there's right at about, what, 50% of the entire workforce in America is made up of women. I think it may be just over that now. And that means that more and more families are relying on public schools to educate their children. Now, used to it wasn't such a bad thing. But the problem is that with both parents working, approximately 20% of people going to church, school has become the societal instruction method for our youth and who controls the, the curriculum of our public schools. It's not the parents. It's the government. It's not you. And clearly, do you think the U S well? So the U S government, they've got many agendas for the indoctrination of our children. I was just in a church with a pastor a week ago. That's a history teacher this year. And he told me, he said, Dave, you would not believe the agendas that are being pushed in our school. He said, I got our, my curriculum that I'm teaching this year. And he said, I, he's questioning how he can do it. Because he said, I, I, there's so much indoctrination. I'm going to try to have him on our radio program. And... Hopefully we can do that over the next week or two. He's he's getting ready for school and things like that. But I'm going to try to do that because you all need to hear what he told me about indoctrination and different things that are happening in our schools. He's a high school history teacher. And so I'm asking you, I am wanting to get you to know what your children are being taught because this is our next generation coming up. Ask them, are you being taught creation or evolution? Are you being taught the alternative family or one male, one female joined together in holy matrimony in God's eyes? Think about that. All these things that will affect them for the rest of their lives. We need to get our children turned back to a basic biblical knowledge because you wonder why society has got to the point where it's at now those kids have been that their mind is just soaking up like a sponge from every direction and we've got to be focused on the bible in 2021
3: this has been end of the age brought to you by the faithful partners of end time ministries if you're not currently a partner with end time ministries or if you would like more information we invite you to call us at 1-800 end